Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Now, the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California presents... Suspense. Tonight, Roma Wines bring you Mr. Joseph Cotton as star of Beyond Good and Evil, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Roma Wines by William Spear. Suspense, radio's outstanding theater of thrills, is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glass full would be very pleasant, as Roma Wines bring you Mr. Joseph Cotton in Beyond Good and Evil by Ben Hecht and Douglas Whitney in a remarkable tale of... Suspense! By Dr. Pierce. Good evening. Good evening, Mary. Is Dr. McKillop still awake? Oh, yes. We don't put him to bed until eight or later. Hmm. Is evening service over already? For shame, Mary. A parson's housekeeper. And you forget we don't hold service on Wednesdays? Why, it slipped my mind it was Wednesday, sir. Uh, of course, you've come to read to Dr. McKillop. He'd be so pleased. There's so little I can do. If he were able to let us know in some way... I can tell by his eyes, sir. Whenever you're here, they they fairly glow. Well, I suppose that, that helpless as he is, not able to speak or even write, my visits are at least a diversion. You? You're more than a diversion, sir. You're his, his hope, if I may say so. No, Mary. The Lord is his hope. Oh, yes, sir. The Lord struck him down with paralysis. And in time, the Lord will surely free him from it. Uh, where is the doctor? In his study, sir. We leave him there until bedtime. Very well. I'll go in for an hour or so. Stay as long as you like, Dr. Pierce. We won't disturb you. Dr. McKillop, it's Dr. Pierce come to read to you. Good evening, Dr. McKillop. Good evening. Good evening, good evening. <laughs> You're a most satisfying companion, McKillop. You hang on my every word and you never talk back. Never but once. 
And after tonight, you won't get the chance, so speak up, doctor. Why don't you? No? Oh, <laughs> of course, the, uh, the cat's got your tongue. <laughs> well, I'll turn up the lights a bit so I can at least bask in your baleful stare. Yeah, that's better, much better. Yes, tonight is your last chance, McKillop. Tonight is the consummation, the grand finale, the end. Act three curtain on a great play about death, redemption, about good and evil. And I won't shrink from your eyes tonight, McKillop. Your eyes can't kill. But I can kill. I have the mind and the will and the hands. I've killed one man, you know that. And tonight I'm going to kill again. No reading from the good book tonight, Doctor. No more metaphysics now. I'm going to tell you a story. Much of it is ancient history to you. But I think there's enough new to hold your interest. I know it'll hold my interest because I enjoy talking about myself. Well, you already know I killed a man. You know who he was. And you even know who I was before I became Dr. Howard Pierce pastor of this good and godly community. At least you know the name, Philip Gentry. But you never knew the soul of Philip Gentry, Doctor. The contempt, the sum of evil that was in me the night it all began. That was three months ago, uh, a stormy night, as you remember. And where was I? I was crouching in a swamp with a man named Mac, because we had just escaped from prison, hiding like an animal in a deep mud and ooze, alien from the whole human race. Gentry. Gentry, where are you going? Take a highway, fool. You have to get out of this mud and make time. But Pete's back there in the swamp. You can't leave him. Why not? We gotta all stick together. He'll die back there. Listen, we took equal chances when we made this break. I'm not taking extra chances for anyone. But make time before daylight and before the rain stops. We'll bring out dogs in the morning. Dogs? Uh, okay, okay, you're the boss. There's a highway now, beyond the fence. Okay. So what do we do now? Where do we go? We split up. Split? But Gentry, shouldn't we stick together? We split up. I go my way, you go yours. I'll meet you in Chicago later. At Tony's place? At Tony's place. In two or three weeks, when the manhunt cools off. Okay. Okay, we'll make a great team, you and me. We'll make them suckers scream. Chicago. And then maybe South America. All right, Max. Save the dreaming for later. Right now, you get moving. Now go on, fast. He headed north. I walked a mile or more this way, south. And then I saw the car. It was parked close to the edge of the road, its headlight almost blacked out by the driving rain. And by the glow of the flashlight, I saw a man bending into the rain, struggling to change a tire. He was alone, so I walked up to him. Oh, oh, you startled me. I didn't expect to see anyone out so late. You picked a bad night for a flat. Yes, it's the second today. I'm going to be awfully late. Here, here, let me... Oh, no, no, but if, if you'd hold the light... Sure. Come a long way? Yeah, from Detroit. I'm on my way to Carlton. I was supposed to get there this afternoon. That's your home, Carlton? Well, it will be. I'm the new minister there. My name's Pierce. Oh, oh of, of course. I didn't notice you were a preacher. Do you know Carlton? Oh, well, pretty well. I'm taking over for old Dr. McKillop at Grace Church. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. He's been in bad health, so I'm taking his place. My, this, this bolt is stubborn. I, 
can't seem to get it. Here, here, let me try. No, 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 I'll manage if I uh, can uh, just... Give me the wrench. No, really, just hold the light. I said give me the wrench. <laughs> well, all right, it's awfully good of you, but... Wait, what are you doing? I need your car, Dr. Pierce. <laughs> You're going to be even later than you thought. No, please, please don't hit me. No, no, help! Let me see your license, buddy. My license? Oh, oh yes. I, I, I have it here. Here, here, here it is. Mm -hmm. Howard Pierce, occupation. Oh, minister. I, I didn't know this. Yes, but what is it? Was I speeding? No, no. We were checking all cars on this road. There was a break at the state pen. Three men. Uh, they might come this way. Oh, I see. Oh, but I won't hold you any longer, Reverend. You're going far? No, to uh, Carlton. Oh, now I get it. Well, imagine me not catching on right away. Catching on? Sure. You must be the new preacher for Grace Church, taking Dr. McKillop's place. Why, yes, I am. Uh, you're going to the parsonage now? I was. Well, well I'm going I thought... to headquarters now, and uh, I have to go right by Dr. McKillop's house. You follow me. Oh, I, I couldn't. Oh, it. it's not out of my way at all. Not more than a block. I'll go slow so you can't lose me, huh? Okay. Well, all right. Ah, oh, that's the ticket. Really tickle old Dr. McKillop. Have you delivered right to his door? Say, I bet you never counted on this kind of reception in Carlton, Reverend Pierce. <laughs> now, did you? No, I, I certainly didn't, my son. For suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you as star Mr. Joseph Cotton in Beyond Good and Evil by Ben Hecht and Douglas Whitney. Roma Wines presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Here's a suggestion from the internationally renowned hostess Elsa Maxwell. Who says this about smart and gracious hospitality? Next time you entertain, flatter your guests by serving glorious golden amber Roma California sherry. Perfect before dinner, perfect at any time. A most delightful wine of light, nut-like taste. Serve cool. From California's choicest vineyards come the carefully selected wine grapes for distinguished Roma sherry and all fine Roma wines. Remember, good Roma wines never vary in fine quality, are always pleasing, the happy result of selected grapes, carefully picked at their peak of flavor goodness, gently pressed, then unhurriedly, guided to perfection by the ancient skill of Roma's famed wineries. Yes, good Roma wines are always delicious, yet cost only pennies a glass. Remember... Because of uniformly fine quality at reasonable cost, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. R-O-M-A, Roma Wines. And now Roma Wines bring back to our Hollywood soundstage Joseph Cotton as Philip Gentry in Beyond Good and Evil, a play well calculated to keep you in suspense. <laughs> 
that was it. My arrival in your dull, pleasant town of Carlton. Remember? Officer Owens and your very beautiful daughter escorted me into your study. Father, Mr. Owens brought Dr. Pierce. Dr. Pierce, oh, come in, come in. Uh, you and Mr. Owen wait outside for a few minutes, Lucy. Yes. Okay. All right, Father. Let's sit over here, Dr. Pierce. I can't tell you how relieved I am to see you. I, uh, I'm, I'm relieved to finally be here, Dr. McCullough. Yes, well, I really couldn't bring myself to sleep tonight without first talking to you. You see, the situation's serious. Serious? My health. I'm a sick man. I've had one stroke, as you know. Oh, yes, yes, you wrote. Yes, well, I could have another one at any minute. The doctor says a worse one. And I feel it essential that the work of the parish is in firm hands. This parish needs a young man. Well, I hope to be of service. I've heard only good of you, Dr. Pierce. And you know, you're even younger than you looked. Than I looked? In the picture you sent. Darker, too. Your hair. I'm afraid it wasn't a good likeness. I have the picture here, somewhere on my desk. With uh, your letters. What did you want to talk to me about, Dr. McKillop? Oh, all the work of the parish. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here's the photograph. It's... It's... Dr. Pierce. Is there something wrong, Dr. McKillop? It's not... Uh, who are you? This isn't your picture. Who are you? I don't think that would interest you, Dr. McKillop. Something's happened to Dr. Pierce. What did you do to him? You're... What do you think I did, Dr. McKillop? Oh... Go on, guess. Guess. Yeah. Don't play with me, you sanctimonious fool. Speak up. Speak. Uh... Oh, brother, don't tell me. Don't tell me you've had a stroke. You you can't speak, is that it? Uh, yeah. Well, I'll find out. I'll take that picture, Dr. McKillop. Now, if you don't... Not... Dr. Pierce... We thought uh, we yes, heard... Miss Lucy, something's happened to your father. We were talking, and all oh, of a sudden... Oh, say, he's sick. Uh, I'll call the doctor, Miss Lucy. Yes, please, Mr. Owen. Yes, Is it's it... another stroke. He can't speak, apparently can't move. Oh, Father. Father, what can we do? We'll have to wait for the doctor, maybe even now. I know. The doctor said he could be paralyzed for months, years, but he mustn't die. No, no, I'm sure the Lord will spare him if we have faith. Yes. Look. Look, he can hear us. See his eyes. I see. It's a blessing you got here tonight, Dr. Pierce. A blessing you are going to stay. Well, I... Oh, but you uh, must. Well, I wasn't sure, but since this has happened to your father, yes, I'll stay. I hope I prove worthy. Dear friends... You may wonder that I chose this subject for my first sermon to you, The Agony of the Thief. It is no wonder, for as I spoke to you of such a man, a thief beaten, outcast, and alone, I spoke at the same time of each of us, from the mighty to the fallen, of that substance which we all share our human dignity as beings made in the image of God. Remember the agony of our Lord who shared by two thieves, crucified beside him, that he might be numbered among the transgressors. And remember his words to one, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. We will sing hymn 426. O oh God, our help in ages past. Mm -hmm. 